Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. When Jesus died on the cross, he offered healing to you. But once you get healed, you know what God wants after you get born again? He wants you to walk in health. Healing is a gift. Health is a reward. Let's go to the Word of God today and find out what the Word has to say. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hi, I'm Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome to Student of the Word. I'm here to bless you with the Word of God. I trust you're here to be blessed by hearing the Word of God. And it's just a great honor to do this program every day. Student of the Word simply means I'm here to teach you the things I've learned through the years. I don't know everything, and I certainly may not have everything correct. But uh, anyway, from what I teach, you know, the people are blessed by it. It just lines up with the Word of God in most cases, I think. Some cases I've got an opinion. I trust that as close to the Word of God as possible. But anyway, we're striving to get to the better place in our Christian life, and that is coming to the point of becoming a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Discipleship never stops. Salvation is a momentary, instantaneous, complete, 100%, nothing can be added to it, event that occurs in your life. But afterwards, growth in the Christian life comes forever and forever, and I believe we'll even be growing in to eternity. We'll never will stop learning. The great thing about eternity is once you hear it, you'll never forget it. And down here, sometimes we have to be remembered and put into remembrance of things, but not in heaven. We will know it forever. No restrictions on us in a resurrection body. And today I want to talk to you about healing. In fact, I've been working on a series on healing. There'll be more yet to come. And uh, But talking about healing and its relationship to a forgiveness of sins, but also the difference between them, because there is some differences between healing and, again, forgiveness of sins, such as uh, forgiveness of sins. This is eternal. You know, you can get, you can get healed. And yet, again, it's temporary for this life. It only lasts from now till the end of your life. So it's a momentary, uh, time-bounded blessing of God that comes in this lifetime, but it's a momentary miracle or momentary healing that helps us to gain something eternal. And Jesus died for this on the cross. Not only did he die to forgive us of our sins, but also to heal us from sickness and disease. And he died on the cross for both of those. The point of it is as though he will use one to get to the other. The greatest thing Jesus did on the cross was not divine healing by any stretch of the imagination. And because you can live the rest of your life in pain or have something wrong with you and you'll still live and and get people saved and all that. But God wants you free from that. But it's only as long as you're here. Because I can tell you this, if you have some kind of disease in your body, the moment you die, it's gone. Uh, The thing about this is what God wants to do is use that methods of healing to interject the person to show them that they can receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and that's the greatest miracle of all. Once you turn with me, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 to start with. While you're going there, I want to just thank all those people that have come today. And I want to thank you for, if you're this, this is your first time to watch the program, well, you can just be tremendously blessed by it. And again, I thank you for joining us. You're joining a great tr- tr- team of people out there that watch it continually and have for some time. I also have a group out there that watch continually and also have become partners with me. They believe in the broadcast so much and what I'm teaching from the Word of God, they've actually joined me. But the, And for those of you joining today for the first time, maybe on a new broadcast, it's only been on for a day or two or maybe for even a couple of three months, thank you for joining with us. 
and we're stretching out. We, when I look to find TV stations to go on, I like to find those places that I believe are needy. And I mean, they, they need the word of God and, and they don't have as much of, of the strong influence of the word of God as other parts of the country do, which have more and more churches. And so again, it's just been a great blessing to reach out and find those places where it seems like Satan has a stronghold and then just put the word of God in there. Cause you know what? Satan can't stop the gospel. He can't stop the power of God. And that's the beauty of it. So it's such a privilege to do that. And so for those of you that are joining us again for the first time, or maybe for the third or fourth time, thank you for coming back. And for those of you who have been watching for a few years, thank you. For those of you who have been watching from the very beginning when I won, well, a double, triple thank you. And for joining me again as a partner. If you would like to be a partner and join me at being a partner, then I want you to go to bobbyandian.com and you'll find a place there on my website that you can become a partner. And I'm gonna thank you in advance. Let's go back to the word of God. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine says this, for by grace are you saved and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It really, what we're seeing here in this verse of scripture is that we're, for by grace you're saved. The key word for salvation how you and how you get saved is found in John, the first chapter, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. What Jesus did on the cross is received into our life. And this word there, it says in Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace are you saved. The Greek word is sozo. And it's interesting because I looked up that word many, many years ago. It's called the all-inclusive word of the New Testament because it can mean salvation. It can mean healing. It can mean deliverance. And there's a lot of, a lot of things that are wrapped up in this verse. And, and so it can also refer to healing. And the word can be translated as healing. So salvation is a form of healing. It's being healed from your sin and being transformed by the miracle power of God. And your sin is gone and now you're saved. But the same word is used also so for divine healing. And he said to the woman, daughter, your faith has made you whole. The woman that touched him and touched the hem of his garment. And when that power flowed out of Jesus into her, he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. The word there for whole is this word sozo. Your faith has made you completely well, completely healed. And so we find this word here and it's talking about for by grace are you saved. We could also say this for by grace are you healed. Uh, for by grace are you delivered. And so there's a lot of words we could use on there for the word sozo, but I want you to know it's for by grace are you saved through faith. Through faith simply means that whatever God offers in grace, which came through the cross, whatever God offered on the cross is a gift of God's grace and is received by us. As surely as we receive salvation by simply reaching out and, and taking what God offers in grace, this is the way that we are healed also. It came by the work of the cross. And notice again that we are saved by faith, that not of yourselves. Jesus Christ accomplished all of this for us. It goes on to say it is the gift of God. What Jesus did on the cross, he holds out to us as a simple gift. And those simple gifts include a healing of our body as well as salvation. So what God wants us to do is receive salvation, but we may be so turned off by the fact, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe that Jesus will even heal us so that we'll understand he wants to save us. He will use the temporary miracle to give us the eternal miracle. And that temporary miracle of healing only lasts as long as we're here on this earth. And I mean, if you are if you are really, really sick or really, really paralyzed or something and God delivers you and you are now free like you've never been free before in your natural life, it's still only your natural life. The greatest miracle of all is being saved. And if God can use this temporary miracle of divine healing and then so that you'll accept the eternal miracle 
miracle of salvation, that's what it's for. And so again, I, I've told you, I worked for Kenneth Hagin for years and he used to say this. He said, healing is the dinner bell for the gospel because healing is part of the gospel and used as part of the gospel. And then we're also gonna take up today in this lesson that healing is also a reward. And this will be mainly the difference between a sinner getting healed and a Christian getting healed. And although it comes from the same source, there's different methods that are used, and we're going to take up a few of them here in this lesson today. Again, for by grace are you saved or healed through faith, that not of yourself. So if salvation is received, so healing is received. We are told under Jesus' ministry that the blind received their sight. And so the same word is used for the healing of the body as it is for the saving of the soul. And that again, of course, uh, here in Ephesians 2, 8, 9 qualifies that. But I want to talk about the fact that healing is also a reward in the Christian life. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. And I want to take a look at verse 20 through 22. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 says this, speaking of the reward that healing can be, my son, I want you to notice my son is really a reference of what David was saying to his son Solomon. Solomon wrote this, but in reflecting back on his father telling him this, and much like Solomon was the son of David, we are the children of God. So this verse is directed to us, and guess who's saying this to us? It's our father. Our father is saying to us, my son, and also your daughter, all right? He can say here to me, my son, he can be saying to you women out there, my daughter, Attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Here's the point. After we get saved, God not only wants us to get healed, he wants us to walk in health. And he's simply saying sustained healing walking in a perpetual state of healing, which is called health, he says, comes from attending to my words. That's the word of God. First of all, incline your ear to my sayings. In other words, there's a lot of things we hear throughout the day. And the Bible tells us there's many voices in this world and none of them is without significance. It's just that some voices are more important. And the major voice that we need to be hearing throughout the day is the word of God. And that can come, first of all, again, by inclining your ear to his sayings. That means you can listen to CDs, you can listen to teaching, you can listen to preaching, you can watch it on TV, you can watch our broadcast here. Great way to get the word of God. But then verse 21 goes on to say, let them not depart from your eyes, in other words, keep it coming into your ears, keep it coming into your eyes. It says, then keep it in the midst of your heart. If the word of God comes into your ears and in through your eyes, and you do that throughout the day, you can't be doing it 24 hours a day, but from time period to time period, when you have a chance, you get a break, when you're in the car, you, you play a CD, a flash drive or whatever, and listen to the word of God. When you have a chance, you pick up your Bible, you pick up a great book on a particular verse of scripture or on a book of the Bible. And those words keep coming into you. Let them not depart from your eyes, then keep them in the midst of your heart. Here's where it is important that the input into your heart comes through your ears and comes in through your eyes, gets into your heart. Verse 22, for then they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Notice this verse of scripture. It's going to take some work. I really call this healing is also a reward. Yes, it is a gift that comes from the cross, but there's also a reward that comes in our life when we attend to his word. Attending to the word, inclining your ears to his saying, not departing from your eyes. In other words, keeping a list, and especially I believe in keeping a list of scriptures that deal with healing. The fact that God wants us to walk in health. Third John 2, we'll take that up here in just a little while. That also is a verse of scripture that tells us about the fact we can walk in health. Health is simply sustained healing. And much like he 
wants us to walk in health. God wants us to also walk in righteousness to where we don't have problems with sins like we used to. And the longer we live for the Lord, the more free from sin we become and begin to fulfill a lifestyle that God said, these things write I unto you that you sin not. Now, none of us have reached a point where we don't sin at all. Jesus is the only one that did that. But really, God's simply saying, that should be your goal. That should be your daily goal. And stop and think about this. Instead of thinking of the sins you've committed yesterday and today, stop and think about for just a moment, have I come very far in the past 10 years? The answer is yes. How about the past five years? Yes. How about the past one year? Yes. You can see progress in your life. Look at how far you've come rather than how far you still got to go to. And thank God for every inch, every foot, every yard of progress that you have made. They are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So it is with walking in health. And God's desire is that you do not get sick again. His desire is that you never sin and you never get sick. Now, again, I've seen Christians, and again, I see them commit sins. I also see them getting sick, but the point of it is stop and think about this. Do I walk in more health today than I did 10 years ago, five years ago? I'm perpetually heading toward that destination. I probably will never get to a point where I never have a symptom again, and I never have a temptation to sin. All I can say is if I do sin, I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the right if I do get sick, I can go straight to the Word of God, find these scriptures there, apply them, and receive my healing at that time. We'll get more into this when we come back from the break. I call it halftime. I'll see you right after halftime. How much faith do I need to be healed? In The Grace of Healing, Bob Yandian answers this question and reveals the missing ingredient to the healing you've been praying for, grace. Throughout church history, the doctrines of grace and faith have been taken to separate extremes as they relate to healing. The result is that many believers struggle to receive healing from God. Those on the side of grace deny the need for faith, believing that God only heals a select few. For those who only see a need for faith, the pursuit of healing becomes a legalistic struggle to change God's mind. Pastor Bob takes a different approach. With practical biblical teaching, that balances both elements of grace and faith. You'll find the healing you've been waiting for when you find the missing ingredient of grace. To order The Grace of Healing, visit bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Pastors, ministers, I know many of you would like to have some evening classes. Maybe you don't have enough in the congregation to really have fellowships, home groups, things like that. But this is the most important. This is supplemental the Word of God. I have a curriculum series, 10 30-minute uh, lessons on video, as well as my book on end times that goes along with it, a teaching on the subject of probably one that pastors fear the most is end times. Don't understand it. With all the different viewpoints today, I come back to the basic of what the Word of God says. There is a rapture of the church coming, and seven years later after that, Jesus is coming back to establish His millennial kingdom on this earth. And so much is taught in the Word of God about the simplicity of what God is saying. Once you understand it, then it seems like confusion is gone. If you'd like to do this, you might have a time where you do it over a two-week period, 
five nights a week or spread it out into 10 weeks, whatever you would like to do. I know it'll be a great blessing to you. And on top of that, your congregation will come out smarter on the other end and you'll look good because you brought it into the church. See about having this series just for yourself. Welcome back again to the broadcast. We were in Proverbs chapter four when we left for the break. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 through 22 says, my son, attend to my words. Notice this, it's addressed to believers. So this is God the Father speaking to us, just as the physical writer of this book was Solomon and his father David had told him these things. Let's just take it from God. My son and my daughter, speaking from God our Father, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying and let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. All of these are acts of the will. Inclining your ear to his saying is much like grabbing your ear and pulling it down and listening to the word of God. Have it in your car, have it going with a flash drive, a CD, listen to it. Next of all, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep the word of God in front of your eyes. I know it can't always be there, but as often as possible, study the word of God, read the word of God, then you'll be able to keep them in the midst of your heart. The entrance into your heart is what comes in from the word of God through your eyes and through your ears. Then he goes on to say in verse 22, they are life to those that find them and then health to all their flesh. Now the life is referring to here is a life free from sin. It's talking about the life of God. Next of all, it goes and say health to all their flesh. God's desire is that you sin not, but God's desire is also that you don't get sick. That's what health is and that's what righteousness is. A walk of righteousness is a walk free from sin, but a walk of health is a walk free from sickness and disease. Now, has any Christian reached that point where they never sin anymore? No, but it's far less than it used to be. Now, is health something that you find Christians walking all the time and never get sick? Very rarely do I see anybody like that. That's because the same thing is true. Stop and look at how far you've come rather than how far you still have to go to. Healing scriptures are also something that after being saved, we need to work to find them and then apply them to our life. They are life to those that find them. The word of God has to be searched for, searched through. It's much like hidden treasure. And the, the word of God, like a big you know pound of uh, a big place of earth, dirt, we dig into it, dig into it, and we keep bringing up treasures. And one of those treasures we bring up is healing scriptures, dealing with that. And uh, this is for the believer. Again, this is beyond the fact that when Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for our sickness and disease and offers it to us as a free gift, after being born again, he says, you need to sustain that and it comes more as a reward after we're born again. Yes, we have the gifts that God gives us at the point of salvation, but also God rewards us daily as we walk in the Christian life. And so uh, he promises us that as we walk in the things of God, there's rewards that come from being, there's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So here, not only is healing a gift, it is a gift, I want you to understand that, but it's also a reward. And also walking free from sin in your life is a reward. You put yourself in the word of God, you apply it, and the same word that goes in through your eyes and comes through your ears can be life to those that find them, a walk of divine righteousness and then health to all of their flesh. I want you to notice all their flesh. Wouldn't be something, I mean, we've, we've found pills and stuff that work on a certain part of the body. If you have a headache, take this. You know, if you have a knee pain, take this. But how would you like to have a pill that takes care of your entire flesh? That is the gospel. Or as somebody said one time, the gospel. 
and it's it's the, what you take. It's a medicine, like a medicine, and it's health to all of your flesh. So we must daily keep the scriptures in our heart, especially healing is what's referring to here, and then by coming into our ears and coming into our eyes. Okay, so understanding in these verses of scripture is such a key. Let me tell you what understanding is. Understanding is more than just hearing the word of God. It's a revelation of it. You know, uh, there's been a lot of things I've, I've heard through the years. One of them was this, you know, I know that I was raised in a Pentecostal church and and my dad was a pastor. Others were pastors, but they took up this, this thing that they thought was just like part of God himself is every sermon had to have three points. And the three points of the sermon would help you to understand that a lot of times they would rhyme with each other or all start with the same uh, with the same letter. And so all the, all three of those, and so we would study those, and, we, and the point of it was we thought it would help people remember the sermon. But for those of you that were raised under three-point sermons, guess what? They're difficult to remember. You might remember something, but most of it you just forgot. Apparently, three points don't help you understand it. Many have switched over today's to having props on the platform. I've seen some props I thought were great. Man, it's a great thought of what to put up here to help. But you know what? It's really not the prop that's going to help me remember something. It's revelation. The moment you get a spiritual revelation, the Holy Spirit shows you something, you never forget it. And so Proverbs chapter three tells us this. In Proverbs chapter three, go back a chapter. Look with me at verse 13 through 16. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. Notice this, you have to look for it, dig for it. Happy is the man that finds wisdom, but goes on. No, and the man that gets understanding. Not only are we searching for wisdom and knowledge from the word of God, but the most important thing is understanding. Understanding is the revelation of that scripture. How often have you read a verse of scripture, read a verse of scripture, then somebody preaches on that verse and pulls something out that you go, it was there the whole time. Why couldn't I see it? Because right now you got the revelation of a boom. It's like a light going off on the inside of you and you never forget it. There's been times I've been going down the road and listening to a CD and years ago cassette tapes or listening to, you know, flash drive or a radio broadcast or whatever, and somebody's preaching on there and teaching. And all of a sudden they take a verse that I've had a question about for years. And all of a sudden they just bring it up and they answer it so easily. And I see the revelation of it. There's been one time I did it, stopped the car, put it in park, ran around a couple of times, shouted, got back in and drove off. It so grabbed me at that time to understand a verse of scripture that I had known for so long, thought I understood it, but all of a sudden got the real revelation of it. It goes on to say in verse 14, for the merchandise, that's the prophet. The prophet of a scripture understood is better than the merchandise or the prophet of silver and the gain of it than fine gold. She, this is the wisdom of the word of God. She is more precious than rubies. All the things you can desire cannot be compared to her. I don't care the greatest treasures you have on earth, the highest bank accounts, nothing can match the uh, understanding and revelation of the word of God. And here's another thing. You can't take the gold and silver with you, but you can take the understanding of the word of God with you throughout eternity. Notice the two things that are brought out here in verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand and her left hand is riches and honor. Length of days is health. And in the left hand is riches and honor. God says also, you follow after the word. He says, and what's going to happen, you're going to find that she's like a beautiful woman. In her right hand is health, length of days. In her left hand is riches and honor. I thought one day on that verse, and I thought, you know, I'd put the, I'd put the money in the right hand. 
No, God put the length of days in the right hand, in the left hand was riches and honor. Why the difference? Because the right hand is seen as the predominant hand throughout the word of God, and length of days means you'll live long enough to really enjoy what's in the other hand. I love that. And so there's your little bit of revelation. Take that home with you, or you're probably at home anyway watching this anyway. But we must value the word of God as our greatest treasure in this verse of scripture. Value it. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. You dig for it, dig for it. When you find it, oh my goodness, the, the wealth of this thing is incredible. So the word of God becomes our greatest treasure. Isaiah 33, 6 tells us this, that the, that the uh, fear of God is his treasure. The profit of that treasure will be something money can't buy. And the two hands of long life, riches and honor just come with her. Not only do we find the scripture, but we meditate on it to first of all, receive revelation in our life. And that's divine understanding of the word of God. What is it that takes a scripture in our own life and brings us revelation of it. It's meditating on it. And I think even greater than meditation is hearing somebody preach on it who already has the revelation and they impart that revelation to you as they preach and teach. This is why it's important that real spiritual growth can occur while you're reading and studying the word of God for yourself or reading a good book. But the best place to come is to hear it from your own pastor. Come to church, surrounded by people fellowshipping with this, that after the service, you can turn to somebody and say, I never saw that. Wasn't that incredible? And I go to my Wednesday night service where the pastor really gets into some great things and really breaks and opens up the word of God even more. And when service is over, there's one service we sat there, most everybody sat there, nobody got up. They just sat there staring and they finally look at each other and say, I have never heard it put so simply and so profoundly. That's an importance of having a pastor that you go to, you can call your own. Hearing is important. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 24, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So hearing the word of God is so important. That's one of those things we quoted back there in Proverbs too, that said, let keep your ear ever, incline your ear unto his saying. Faith doesn't come by seeing. But hearing, understanding the word of God, revelation, the word studied, said aloud, heard in a sermon, mixed with faith, will produce health to our bone marrow. That's again the health. This is the place where blood and health is produced. Next of all, your eyes. Keep the word of God ever in front of your eyes. Colossians chapter three, verses one through three. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, heavenly things, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection. The word here, affection, means mind and thoughts. Set your mind, set your thoughts on things above, not on things of the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When the Bible says, use your eyes, it's really talking about using your thoughts, using your attention, set your attention on things above, set your thoughts on things above. This is actually the word of God coming through your eyes and represents the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes represent our attention. And Jesus told us in times of trouble, look up toward the heavens where your strength comes from. That doesn't mean from now on we go like this and we can't see where we're going. No, it means set your affection, your thoughts, your attention, instead of watching the news all the time, listening to talk radio all the time, keeping up with what the, the television has to say about the latest news going on. No, look up spiritually because this is where your strength and your redemption comes from. Promises are like hidden treasures. Proverbs chapter two, verses one through six. My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you, 
so that you incline your ear into wisdom, apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her, that's wisdom as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then shall you know and understand the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding is another word for revelation. It all comes from God. So the word of God is like soil that we walk on. We're on it all the time, but beneath it are hidden under the surface scriptures, which will give knowledge, wisdom, blessings in life and health to all our flesh. The written word is the voice of God in print. It speaks through every scripture. And I'll end on this one, Third John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. How does your soul prosper? Keep it ever coming into your eyes, ever coming into your ears. Life and health are then the two hands of wisdom because when wisdom comes into your life, she comes with two hands. Joshua warned the people of Israel after that not to turn from the word of God. Don't be distracted and turn to the right hand or to the left. Don't get caught up in the prosperity. Don't get caught up in the long life. Stick with the word of God. This is what's most important. Again, we come back to it. It is not only a gift, it's a great reward that God has given to us. See you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.